This is the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello, this is today's Flying Squirrels pregame conversation. Today, we have a chat that I had earlier this week with Flying Squirrels pitcher Hayden Birdsong on Tuesday to open up the series in Hartford. He had his longest start at AA so far. Birdsong worked four hitless innings uh, against the Yard Goats on the road. Finally got a chance to see an extended outing from Birdsong. His double-A debut in Altoona last month. He pitched well and then ran into some trouble in some later innings in his outing. And then things got a little strange for a few outings. His home debut, he had a couple of errors behind him and threw 41 pitches in the first inning, so they didn't bring him back out for the second. And then his second start at home, Birdsong pitched two scoreless innings, was off to a great start before some rain came and delayed play for two hours, which ended his night short there. So we finally got to see kind of an extended Hayden Birdsong outing. Uh, We talked about that outing. We talked about uh, his climb through the minor leagues with the Giants this season, uh, about his collegiate career growing up in Illinois, and a whole lot more. Here's my conversation with Flying Squirrels pitcher Hayden Birdsong. Our guest today is Flying Squirrels pitcher Hayden Birdsong, coming off of an outstanding start this week here in Hartford. Uh, the Flying Squirrels are in the middle of a long road trip up here in the Northeast, two weeks on the road. Have you gotten a chance to enjoy this trip any? Have you gotten a chance to soak in some of the time up here in New England? Um, I've gotten out a little bit, doing some eating, <laughs> obviously, got some lobster. Haven't done a whole lot. I'm just kind of hanging out, getting rest. I know it's late, so... I need to make sure I get my sleep in, <laughs> but lobster has been good to good to see. Yeah, Portland's definitely got the the affordable, easily accessible uh, lobster whooper up there. So you come to us from Illinois. How do you say your hometown? Mattoon. Mattoon. So where in Illinois is Mattoon? Central. I mean, it's two and a half hours to three hours from any big city. From St. Louis is two and a half. From Indianapolis, Indianapolis yeah. is two and a half from Chicago. It's three, so kind of in the middle, middle of nowhere. Well, growing up there, did you have a favorite baseball team? Was there? Uh, you're kind of in. You're kind of in uh, disputed territory for uh, for the I guess Cubs and Cardinals fandom. Maybe White Sox for some people. Oh yeah, there's a lot of. It's I, I was a Cubs fan, but there's it's everybody. It's it's mismatch. It's like fifty fifty probably on Cardinal Cub. Everybody that's a Sox fan is usually up north. There's not a lot of Sox fans by me, but Cubs fans for sure. <laughs> How'd you get into baseball growing up? My dad just kind of didn't really push me into it. It's just kind of something I did and played a lot of sports. And that's, I mean, I just played. I just liked it and I loved it. And then I got in the travel ball at like age seven, probably. It was first team I was ever on was Matt Toon Police. And then <laughs> after that, it was the hitman and I just kept going and ended up here. Obviously. Your dad your dad coached you some growing up? Oh yeah. They he he coached me through high school basically. Yeah. And travel ball anyways. Well after high school you stayed right at home, right? Junior college at Lakeland College. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what led you to, to go in there, uh, staying so close to home? Um, what what was it about pitching at Lakeland that led you to starting your college career there, even though it was very short? Um I truthfully didn't have a lot of offers out of high school. I mean, I had good numbers and threw really well, but was a small-town kid and didn't really uh, get many offers from big schools or anything. And so I took my first first bid on 
JUCO and said, screw it, let's gain some weight and see what, <laughs> see what we can do, and it worked out. Yeah, that, that part of the country can be a little tough to get found sometimes. We've seen a few guys who've come from uh, smaller areas in Illinois or maybe you know, up in Iowa or some of those places out in the Midwest. But I guess, yeah, if you can get into the college circuit, you got a little bit better chance of being seen. And after one year, you went, I guess, what is it, like 15 minutes from home to eastern Illinois? Is it right there close to home? Yeah, it's about 20 minutes. So Lakeland's about eight minutes from my house, and my high school is about 10 minutes from my house, and Eastern's about 20 minutes from my house. So I haven't really ventured out much all <laughs> yeah. the way through college, but I, I liked it. It was great. Yeah, how'd they get you? How'd they land you over there? It was – so my freshman year at Lakeland – I think it was in the fall, I want to say. I mean, we only played like 15 games. That was a COVID year. So mm-hmm. I was there for a year, but not really in right. a way. And then I had already talked to Jason Anderson, which was my which was my coach at Eastern Illinois, and gave me an offer, and I went with it. Didn't really look back. Had they given you any kind of a glance when you were coming out of high school before you went to junior college with you growing up right in their backyard? Um, yeah, actually, my – so the Ju- my JUCO coach – was at Eastern Illinois, and then he decided to take his own route and went to JUCO and became the head coach instead of a hitting coach, catching coach, whatever he was doing at Eastern. But that's how I linked up with him and then linked up with Jason Anderson, and then we kind of turned it into, like, hey, let's get you to EIU or even better. Let's see what we can do. That's how it worked. Well, just a couple of years there, and the Giants came calling to pitch you up in the draft. Uh, where did y'all – I'm sure you knew your name was probably going to get called at some point during that draft, or there might be a possibility of it. So I'm guessing y'all were locked in. Did you get with your family and, and get together and watch the draft? Uh, yeah, I was playing summer ball at the time. I truthfully, at the beginning of – at the middle of my EIU season, I had no idea. I was only 20, so right. I had no clue if I was actually draft eligible or not because I played – technically two years of college ball because I didn't know if my JUCO year counted. I didn't know. So I was young, and then I was sitting there, and I was like, I don't even know. So I talked to my coach. I was like, hey, am I draft eligible? And he was like, yeah, I got some guys that are talking to me. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I just I didn't want to tell you right at the beginning of the season because otherwise it just get in your head. Get in my head. Yeah. And I was like, cool. I mean, sweet. Whatever. Went to summer ball. Threw well. And then um, I went home. I didn't know exactly if I was going to get picked up or not. Didn't know what round, whatever. Went home um, like the night before the second day. I didn't. I didn't go home for the first day. I was not expecting for it to be the first round or whatever second, first second round. And so went home, got with my family, hung out all day, just watching the draft. And then it name popped up, and I was like, all right told my parents I said thank you blah, blah, blah. all this conversations happened and then I left went to went to school and hung out with my buddies and had a good night yeah that's interesting though because you got I guess you would have gotten the extra year of eligibility from having the 2020 yeah. season cut short and then being a junior college transfer in that same time it's I can understand how you wouldn't know for sure if you'd be draft eligible you guys from that general time frame in your era that's that's uh it's a little different than what everybody else has had to face what landed you with the Giants uh, after you worked as a reliever primarily in college, a few starts here and there, but the Giants seemed like they liked what you brought to the table as a starter. So that's what you've been doing this year. How's that adjustment been? Um, I started all the way up until I got to EIU. 
basically. So it's not a crazy adjustment, but obviously I got to be prepared to throw more innings than I did in college. And so far it's been pretty good, but I, the only reason I really didn't start in college because my first couple outings were not so great. And then it's just, I was like, let's just do the pin thing and see what happens. And it worked out. So you mentioned that you kind of stayed right at home for college and everything. Now, Pro ball must have been a blur the last couple of years. You're in the complex in Arizona. You're in San Jose. You're in Eugene. Now you're on the East Coast in Richmond. You've been bouncing all over the country just this year. How's that been for you? It's been really cool. Cool experience. I haven't really, I mean, obviously vacations when I was little. I would go around, been to California, been to Florida, obviously the regular destinations for vacations. But it's been amazing. It's been cool. Seen a lot of places, seen a lot of people, met a lot of cool people. It's been fun. Well, our introduction to you has been a little bit strange so far. You had a great start going in Altoona, and then they got a few runs on you. Then we go back home, your home debut, a couple of errors. You end up having to throw 41 pitches. It's a short day, 41 pitches in an inning. Mm-hmm. Next time you go out there, you throw two really great innings, and then a two-hour rain delay cuts your start short. And then when you come back out again, you're probably not quite as stretched out. You have a short outing. And now we finally got to see a little closer to – uh, even though it was only four, but a little bit more of a Hayden Birdsong pitching performance, really for the first time since you've been here, and that was this start here in Hartford. How'd you feel going out there? The results were obviously great. Um, I felt great. I mean, can't really complain. Obviously, I would love to throw more, but I mean, it's really smart. First year, let's keep my arm healthy as long as I can, and just keep just keep pounding the zone. That's it. That's it. Since I got here, I've struggled a little bit with. Balls and strikes, but I'm starting to starting to warm up to it, and hopefully we can keep it keep it rolling. You seeing a little bit of a difference between low A, high A versus here on just getting guys to expand the zone and chase after your pitches and stuff like that, or is it uh, is it something else that's been a little different since you got here? It's it's different for sure, but in re- like truthfully, I haven't had my stuff exactly how I need it to be recently, and I haven't been throwing as many strikes as I need to be, but. I'm sure it'll come, and I know this is most I've thrown in a long time, and I'm sure I'm a little tired, and whatever happens, happens, and it's been fun. (laughs) (laughs) We'll let you go, get ready to go uh, watch the guys try and pick up a W tonight. Thanks so much for taking some time to chat. A little introduction to our Richmond fans for Hayden Birdsong. Appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us. Sir, thank you.